0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. First off, let me say Happy New Year to all y'all out there. Uh, It's been a minute since I've done an episode. Uh, Life gets in the way. Hope you had a good holiday season, by the way. Uh, Just working on some other stuff outside of basketball life. Uh, Writing a new story. A bank heist story. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, But just wanted to talk about this Warriors game. They're 15 and 17 now. Or are they actually 16 and 17? Uh, They're 16 and 17 now. And the Warriors, they beat the Orlando Magic 121-115 on the second night of 2024. There's a lot to say about this game. I'm not going to overreact to one game, but Orlando is a good team. They're one of those young teams that's drafted well in the past years, past few years, and they're very good. We've seen the Warriors struggle against teams like this, but the difference between, say, the Orlando Magic and maybe uh, OKC is that OKC uh, is a lot more, I'd say, athletic in spots And they're better. They're just better than the Magic in general. That being said, this was a much-needed win. And I liked what I saw in terms of... I mean, there's a lot of balance in scoring in this game. It was a nice balance between young and old Warriors. I mean, if you look at it uh, in terms of the young dudes that played uh, coming at 19, Jackson Davis 10, Pods 10... And for the Olds, it was CP3, 12, Steph, 36, Clay, 15, Wiggins, 10. So, you know, it was nice uh, spreading around there. And I know it's just one game, but this is the kind of stuff that you really, really want to see. I mean, there's a lot to be said. Uh, I've had a lot of opinions over the past couple of weeks that I haven't have put out an episode. But it's nice to come on after a win so that there's some positive vibes more or less. You know, the Warriors, they went on that five-game winning streak and then they lost a couple of bad games. And so it's like, where is this team? What is this team right now? Will they make a move? Do they need to make a move? I mean, it's it's funny because – You go on social media, in particular, Twitter, Warriors Twitter, and, you know, people are always bickering back and forth. It's kind of entertaining and very, very silly. But there is a lot more stratification amongst the Warriors fan base because they're all like in different camps, right? Like, uh, trade Kaminga, keep Kaminga. Obviously, I'm on the keep Kaminga side. Uh, Draymond is a... Uh, somebody the Warriors should jettison. But then, like, no, Draymond, respect the guy. He brought four titles, blah, 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 blah. So, like, there's a lot of stuff when a team is losing. There are a lot lot of uh, opinions out there, some really dang good ones and some really, really absurd ones. But uh, I'm not going to get into any of those. I will just say that, uh, you know, taking a step back, right like I I do think the Warriors it'd be nice if they made some kind of moves but like if you take a step back to the beginning of the season when they were six and two when everything looked so sunny and rosy and when Steve Kerr was like you know last year was the exception this year's the norm (laughs) and they pretty much have like the same record as last year but to me when you look at this Warriors team from back then it was like okay great you know you're we're relying on the five starters who'd been statistically plus minus wise the best five-man unit in the NBA the last couple of seasons. Uh, and then you were hoping that the bench would be a stronger mix of young guys and veterans. And that's why you brought Dario Saric, Chris Paul, etc. But then it was the starters who didn't hold their end of the bargain. They didn't hold that up. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, the Warriors need to make moves. But clay has rounded into form to some extent i mean let's face facts i don't remember if i've said this already but clay thompson has maxed out his uh ceiling for post-injury recovery like he's healthy but he's also 34 and he's never going to get back to what he was before and the sharp shooter stuff. Great. Like if he's on, he's on and he's important to have on the court, but he just can't guard quicker, younger guys anymore. You know, quick point guards, uh, quick two guards, athletic two guards. He can guard small forwards and maybe some smaller power forwards. You know, we have to mix that in and and balance the, the roster and the rotations, but you know, hopefully starting to continue to play within himself, you know what I mean? Not trying to do too much. Yeah, he'll have games where he'll shoot like one for 11 and everybody's like, where's Moses Moody? I was like, where's Moses Moody? You know what I mean? Because in the previous game that they lost, it was like this whole thing about Kerr playing the younger guys and going with a hot hand was because he didn't pull Clay and leave Moses Moody in there, you know what I mean, against the Kings. And Moses Moody had played well, but then all of a sudden it's like, In that exact same situation, Moody gets a DNP and Clay, you know, sulks. You know what I mean? So when you really, really look at it, it's like you have Clay, and then you have Wiggins who's starting to play better. Now, Wiggins, I like Wiggins. I've always liked Wiggins because he just seems like, you know, I don't know the guy, but he seems like a good dude. He may not love basketball as much as the next guy. He may not be as loud or as... You know, terribly competitive. As the next next guy, but he seems like a good dude. But for all the people out there who are saying like trade Kaminga, keep Wiggins, whatever, it's like hands down, no question to me. I keep Kaminga over Wiggins, right? Because we know Wiggins' his ceiling. We've seen it. We saw it. It might be gone, and. Kaminga still has so much more growth. He's only 21 years old and to me he wants I mean, here's the thing like I don't begrudge Wiggins uh, but the fact of the matter is like Clay started off poorly and Wiggins started off poorly and those are your two starters that you rely on and Clay at least has a built-in excuse. He has uh two terrible leg injuries and he also is 34. Wiggins is not even 30 years old yet and I know that he busted a rib in the playoffs against the Lakers last year, but he should be good to go. If he's not on the injury report, then where's the effort and whatnot. So when I look at Kaminga, I watch that guy closely over the last few years and that guy just seems to want it. He seems to be always competitive and always bringing it and Here's the thing. There's all these people out there who say Kaminga has low basketball IQ. was that story from Stephen A. Smith before last season saying that somebody in the Warriors organization was saying that Kaminga doesn't work as hard. But I just don't give that any credence because look at the guy. You know, he's competing. He knows what he has to do to stay on the court. And he's trying to do those things against Orlando. 34 minutes, seven for 14, only one for five from three, but clearly he was hitting his twos. Four for five from the free throw line, six boards, four assists, two blocks, uh, plus nine, 19 points. I mean, that's an excellent all-around floor game for Jonathan Kamenka. Yes, he can do some things better. Yes, he can go left a little bit better, although it's much better than it was maybe a year ago. And then, uh, you know, there's some decision-making, but all that stuff is evolving. You're seeing it. You know, he's making the extra pass. He's not relying or settling on uh, three pointers on deep threes. He's going to the basket and he's going to the basket with uh, more authority. You know, he's not just settling for a pump fake fade. He's getting to the backboard. You know, he's getting layups and his touch is pretty good, both left and right. So these are things that are evolving with him. And there's a lot of people that are impatient and I just don't get it. And I understand that everybody's freaking out because the Warriors are still below 500. They're mediocre. They haven't gotten rid of the, the, the stink of last season, but, but here's the thing, right? Like all this chatter about copying the Spurs, right? The, the, the Tim Duncan, Manu Nobly, Tony Parker analogy to Steph Curry, Draymond Green and uh, Clay Thompson, uh, the, the Spurs had Kawhi. You know, the Warriors had several chances to find a Kawhi type. Uh, maybe Poole was going to be that young bridge player to the future. Maybe Wiseman at some point, people thought that. Uh, but then you have Kaminga and Moody. I mean, if you're looking for a bridge player who has a certain level of talent, then he's right there. I'm not saying... Kaminga is Kawhi. You know, that is a very, very high bar. But the kid is 21 years old. He's looking better and better. And I don't know what his ceiling is. You know, we don't know it. So I think that it can be pretty darn high. And let's face facts, he is not as far along as he would have been in his third season if he'd been on another team, Right. He just didn't play his rookie year, barely. And then last season, he played a good amount and then got yo-yoed out of the lineup during the playoffs. And this season, I mean, I feel like the national media doesn't really watch John DeComingo play because it's always like, oh, he's you know not ready. He's too wild. He's not good enough, and blah, blah, blah. He doesn't play the Warriors way. Uh, I, I think that's BS. You know what I mean? People say he's too selfish. Uh, I saw somebody say that he is like Jordan Poole and his selfishness. And uh, like, I just don't see that at all. You know what I mean? Like if he came into the league the same year as Draymond, everybody would love him for all that stuff, for his desire to be great, for his uh, recent quotes about no one in the league being able to guard him or whatever it was, some equivalent to that. So to me, if you let this kid finally make his mistakes He'll have his ups and downs. You know, people are safe. I've seen talking about how they don't trust him to not screw up in the playoffs. It's like, okay, <laughs> you're not basing that on anything. You know, like the kid has to be able to play and grow. And if you're not willing to see that or, or do that, then, you know, we just have different perspectives on what it means to be a fan of a team. You know, I want to see this team be good into the future. And I'm not saying necessarily that, you know, Kaminga is going to carry them that way. But hey, I did say the day he got drafted that he was going to be the Warriors' best player in four years from then, which is 2021 to 2025. And who knows? Maybe, maybe not. But uh there could be a world where he's top one, two, three, whatever. You know what I mean? Uh That being said, I would like to see him just continue to play. And it's funny, right? Steve Kerr said that playing Kaminga and Wiggins together is just something he can't do. I find that really odd because you know people talk about how their numbers together this season are really low, like they're plus minus and stuff like that. But to me, you have to toss that out because, you know, Wiggins had such a terrible start to the season that anybody with him is going to be low plus minus. So to me, last season, my favorite roster rotation, whatever guys on the floor was Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Kaminga and Draymond, you know, because you had defense, you had athleticism, you had youth, you had uh, veteran leadership, you had shooting, all that, right? Uh, now, I don't know if that's necessarily their best lineup because Draymond isn't around anymore and Clay uh, is not necessarily as dependable, right? But that being said, uh, I find it really odd. And to me, it's like, why why can't you play them together? Because Kamega plays Draymond's role unless you're just trying to protect Draymond's job again. You know what I mean? But anyway, this is what I want to see from uh, Kamega and Steve Kerr playing these guys. Uh Trace Jackson Davis should continue to be the starting center. He just brings a lot more overall to what this uh, this aging team needs. He brings some athleticism, some heft, uh, some inside scoring, some defense, the ability to block more shots. No disrespect to Looney. uh, But I think Looney is going to be a great backup at this point. Um, And when you look at someone... Looking at Pajemski just as another young dude. Again, continue to be impressed by that kid. 28 minutes, four for seven from the field, one for three from three. Only hit one out of his four free throws, but I tripped on that. Four boards, two assists, 10 points. I mean, that kid is really, really, really impressive. I, uh, watching the Miami Heat in the last uh, week play the Warriors, it's like, uh, Jaime Hawkins, you know what I mean? Like that was a guy that some of the Warriors fans wanted to fall to 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 us, and he was picked right before Pajemski. And to me, like, would I prefer him over Pajemski? You know, I don't know right now. <laughs> I don't know right now. I know Haquez uh, is six seven. Uh, he, he's a wing. He plays different. But right now, you know, Pajemski is really really solid, and he's. Our guy, he makes the Warriors smaller, but he's not super tiny. Apparently, he's six four. He does look smaller than six four to me on the court. But maybe someone like Pajemski allows Mike Dunleavy to move. Maybe Chris Paul. I mean, I've said I've said that uh, if I was gonna move anyone off the Warriors, it would be Moody and Chris Paul in a package. I like Moody a lot. I just think it sucks that he can't get any playing time in this rotation. Uh, and I see why. I see where the the blocks are, right? He can't get ahead of Wiggins. He uh, was ahead of Kaminga for like a couple of days until, you know, Kaminga was getting a DNP. And then he came into a game and played really well in the second half. I forgot who it was, who it was against. Uh, he's not going to get in front of Pajemski. He's not going to get in front of Clay Thompson anytime soon, apparently, even though there's games where it's like, Yo, <laughs> what the heck? But if I'm Rich Paul, if I'm uh, Moses Moody's agent, I'm like, dude, move the guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> move the guy. And also I'd move Chris Paul because of his contract. Maybe it makes it more, it makes it easier to, to get somebody of worth. I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because maybe Pajemski is able to run second unit offense enough. Or maybe uh, you move Chris Paul and you give Moses Moody those minutes. I have no idea. But I wouldn't mind if they made a move. I just don't want them to to move Kaminga. I saw that Bill Simmons said the Warriors should try to move Wiggins and Kaminga for Pascal Siakam. First of all, I don't know if Toronto does that. <laughs> Second of all, it's like... I I don't see a universe where the Warriors trade their two most athletic players who happen to be wings, the prime position in this league, uh, for uh, Pascal Siakam, who's not that athletic and is a terrible three-point shooter. You know what I mean? I mean, he's athletic enough compared to Klay Thompson, Steph, Draymond, whatever, but he's not what you need in terms of a perimeter defender or anything like that. So I just don't buy that, but I can see why Bill Simmons would want to hasten the Warriors' demise by making them even slower and more stuck in cement. One more thing, Gary Payton, the second newly back from uh, an injury that wasn't as bad as we'd all thought it was going to be. It was a calf injury before, but uh, he came back recently, and then in this one, Uh, He just kind of stumbled and hurt his hamstring. He tweeted out, uh, this is some BS, uh, a a gif, a meme about that. And uh, hopefully he's not out for very long. But again, maybe that opens up minutes for for Moses Moody. It didn't open them up in this game, but we'll see down the road. I mean, at the end of the day, (laughs) this Warriors team, they just have a lot of okay players. You know what I mean? Okay players. A lot of players who either have been great or players that could be great. It's just that they didn't thread the needle well enough. You know what I mean? I'm not going to call it two timelines because that has such negative connotations in this space, but it's one of those things where, you know, they didn't play Kaminga and Moody enough to develop them. And then... By the time they needed them to really, really perform, their their vets like Clay and Wiggins and Looney have fallen off. So they don't have the young guys ready to go, and they didn't anticipate these older guys falling off so hard, let alone Draymond just not being around. Uh, so, you know, maybe if they played these dudes last year, they'd be making fewer mistakes, but again... Who knows? Kaminga looks good. He'd probably be further along if he got more minutes last season. And, of course, same with Moody, who, a guy, again, who played in the Western Conference Finals against the Mavericks two years ago and didn't play last year in favor of Anthony Lamb and now is benched behind, I don't know, Pajemski, Chris Paul, uh, and Kaminga again. So it's a, it's a bummer for for that dude. Uh but hopefully, Gary Payton II comes back soon. You know what I mean? Like, these guys have the makings of a decent team. Yes, they're small, but hey, <laughs> the whole plan was for the veterans to hold down the Ford and then allow the young guys to get ready for the playoffs by playing them, getting them experience, getting ready for the bright lights, all that jazz. Uh, that plan—that plan is kind of twisted, in my opinion, now because of all the, the veteran stuff and Draymond being out and the young guys like you know being yo-yoed everywhere and Steve Kerr searching for lineups that work and whatnot. But it is what it is, and uh, we'll see what happens when the trade deadline comes up. Who knows? Next game, maybe uh, Kaminga plays terribly, and then uh, everybody turns against him all over again. <laughs> But hopefully not, because I like that kid. Most athletic dude uh, I've seen in my Warriors fandom on this squad. More athletic than uh, Richardson, Petras. uh Who else was there? Sprewell, you know, just in terms of his size. So, um, yeah, that's uh, all I got for now. Once again, Happy New Year. Uh, I'll try to do this podcast a little bit more often, a little tight on time these days. But uh, we'll definitely uh, be back uh, sooner rather than later all right that's all i got all right well that is another episode of the oakland warriors podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast feel free to hit me up on twitter at patrick e. Pino or at Oakland Warriors, check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review, saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful.